he bragged about being able to uh <laughs> he bragged about being able to quote unquote put down a 12 pack <laughs> oh fuck this guy what a fucking loser <laughs> So this is indisputable. Tom Brady actually is over. That is not indisputable. It is indisputable because even if he's the best quarterback on the Patriots now, he's solidified that he's not even fucking trying to be cool anymore. Um, I'm sure you've seen the Facebook things. I have. So he does the TB times. Last night it was uh, Patriots mess with Texans. As a 25-year-old, fully grown man, do you, do you even know what Don't Mess With Texas is? I don't know what it's from or where it originates from. Exactly. I had to look it up, and I'm a lot older than 25 years old. It's from the 1980s, and it was a, an anti-littering thing in Texas <laughs> saying, Don't Mess With Texas. And then George W. Bush brought it. Do you, like, do you, do you remember George W. Bush Jr. saying it? Nope. So, that, so you've heard it said before. I mean, I I just always Maybe thought that, even that was a, never not really. I think that I thought that that was just like a saying that people from Texas dropped. So when George W. Bush was running for president, that's what I knew it from. I, he said, "Don't mess with Texas," and everyone was like, "Oh shit, he dropped a don't mess with Texas." And no, I didn't know what he was what that was even referencing. And last night, I had to drunkenly look it up when I saw Tom Brady's Facebook team made that like he's not even trying to be cool anymore. I thought "don't mess with Texas" just meant like. Hey, you come in my house. We'll shoot you. I'll shoot you in the face right. with my shotgun. That's actually that's not a bad take on what that could be. But uh, Tom Brady is the third best quarterback on the Patriots. Obviously, uh, has system a system quarterback. <laughs> system quarterback has not won a game this season. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo goes out there, throws bullets, wins games. Uh, Jacoby Brissett shows off that speed. Jacoby Brissett, more wins than Peyton Manning and Tom Brady combined this year. Which huge shout out to. Uh, the sneaky racism of anybody who saw Jacoby Brissett run for a 27-yard touchdown yesterday and wasn't like, what the fuck? How did that just happen? Jacoby Brissett is like a very slow guy. He was the second... I saw people comparing him to Michael Vick. That's like the no, reason. Because yes. he's a black guy wearing number seven <laughs> yes. and running around. Yeah. He was the second slowest quarterback at the Combine. Nice. He is, he's not fucking Tom Brady. But like he's like a very slow guy. He he ran a bit last night. He though. actually yeah he um. It's like if you watch last night's game, you would be like, this guy is a mobile quarterback, which he he is. He kind of looked fast. like uh, Matt Castle, which was when Matt Castle came in after Tom Brady. It was like ooh, look at this. Look at the speedster out there. There is definitely like a good amount of racism built into like people's perception of quarterbacks in the NFL. Like anytime a white guy runs, people a white quarterback runs, people are like, "Oh they shit!" Celebrate him. You yeah. got fucking smoked. This defense sucks. Right. And anytime a black quarterback runs on a defense, people are like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Right. Um, Byron. Everyone dogged Byron Luffwich for his speed because I think they were disappointed when they found out. That he was Byron Luffwich was basically he was fucking Drew huge. Bledsoe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I that's that's my favorite kind of quarterback. My favorite kind of quarterback is just a big, like doofy guy who all he can Rohan do is Davey. throw bombs. <laughs> all he can, like I loved Drew Bledsoe um, when Brady was average the year after they won the first Super Bowl. I was like, see. You got this idiot in there when you could have had Drew Bledsoe. Watching Drew Bledsoe play football is fucking hilarious just because he's so gigantic <laughs> of a man that he just looks so funny when he's holding and throwing a football. Well, that's why I'm disappointed in Brock Osweiler. He was, he was a yeah, little he's bitch a, of the he's, week. He's, he's, a, and, he's a skinny little bitch, too. Right. Drew Bledsoe was, pre, was pretty built. Brock Osweiler reminds me of, like, physically, he's obviously not close to as fit, but he... Where Zidane Chara looks ridiculous out there sometimes, Brock Osweiler looks ridiculous. He goes out there and you're like, too much man. You know who Brock Osweiler kind of looks like? Who? The Swede. Oh, he does. And That's w- not a good thing. That's wouldn't not surprise me if he just to. went back to his hotel room and was like smoking cigarettes and stuff. And having sex with like a 16-year-old. After the game. Hey. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was that. That game was fucking perfect. That game was everything. Uh, I think that we thought it was going to be. There was all all the all the symptoms were there. Thursday night football game. Uh, guy who's never started an NFL game before. <laughs> Absolutely smoking the Texans. Just, right. Just <laughs> just lighting them they up. They did not get past half field until like one and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I I I laughed yesterday when I found out or I when I remembered that they the the Texans gave Brock Osweiler seventy two million dollars in the end right. of the season. Well they were uh they were. I, th- I think it's kind of like. Uh, do you do a fab budget in fantasy football? No. So it. Do you know what that is? No. It's a. Uh, instead of picking up guys like through some sort of waiver wire process, it's there's essentially a silent auction for every player every day, so or every available player every day. And what you do is you bid against yourself like crazy. Like I have uh, Jonathan Stewart, and he went down. So. I intended to get uh, Fozzie Whitaker, so I picked er- him up this week. Nice, uh, he's like my best player now. You have a <laughs> uh, hundred dollars to spend the entire season. So initially, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to drop nineteen dollars for Fozzie Whitaker," and then a couple minutes later, I upped my bid to twenty, <laughs> and I eventually, before noon, I had kept going up, and I spent twenty four dollars on him. And the second highest bid for him was like eight dollars or something. Nice. So that's it's essentially like that scene in War Dogs where they right you under, bid against undercut. yourself. So yeah. right you uh, you just psych yourself out so much and you fuck yourself over. Um, yeah, so I forget so, someone in my league spent forty nine dollars this week on someone who the second highest bid was a dollar. <laughs> 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 that is terrible. It's, it's the best. And the, the goal usually is to not spend any of your budget. Like last year when D'Angelo, uh, or I'm sorry, when um, Le'Veon Bell went down, D'Angelo I had a shitload of money to spend, so I dropped like $84 on D'Angelo Williams, and it was nice. awesome. But um, that's essentially what the Texans did to themselves. <laughs> they were like, he's going to go back to the Broncos, but for how much? We need to, to blow him out of the water here. And four years and $72 million was was the dumbass number they came up with. For the guy that was valued at less, was considered less valuable than Peyton Manning. Season on the line, who you want to go get to that Super Bowl? (laughs) Dead Peyton Manning. (laughs) With half an arm. Right. Give it to Peyton Manning. Unbelievable. Peyton Manning, who hadn't thrown a good football in honestly. A couple years. A year and a half. Yeah, like over a year and a half. Um, The I went went back and looked through uh, the Texans' career. Or franchise quarterbacks, and honestly, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick might be their their best quarterback ever in franchise history. I mean, Matt Matt Schaub was pretty good at one right. at one point, but you could make the argument that, like in the grand scheme of things, Ryan F- Fitzpatrick was their best quarterback. That yeah, the argument could be made there. David Carr early in his career wasn't bad. Um, I think that. Just the David Carr situation in Houston was so he unfortunate, no line, yeah. right? That he just <laughs> went out there every game, he got sacked like three hundred times, a year. got sacked like eight times a game, threw a couple touchdowns to Andre Johnson, and called it a day. Uh, it was, but they've never had like a real impressive quarterback, right? Um, which is, which is sad, right? Uh, but if, if memory serves, the way they got Matt Chubb was cool. They swapped first round picks or something, and it, it was like a they didn't move that many spots. And then they also traded like a second and a third or something. Like they didn't for, for a guy who at the time because Chubb had to come in from time to time in Atlanta because Michael Vick was just running himself into the ground. That was. It sucks in sports when a team makes a good move and you think, oh, that's pretty savvy, and then it doesn't work out because you're like, fuck, they should they should have been rewarded for kind of being ahead of the curve there. So, um, yeah, the Texans, hilarious. J.J. Watt, not tweeting anymore because of pardon my take. <laughs> that's the best. Uh, has a shit game. Just, just he, had, he got out-tackled by a running back I on his saw own that. team. I saw that. <laughs> uh, how'd your Super Bowl party go? My Super Bowl party was fucking lit. Um, <laughs> in the hours leading up to the game, got a few, what are you doing for the game? We're going here or, Hey, come to this place. 
and I respectfully said I'm doing my own thing, which is rude to say to somebody because it makes them think that you're saying I'm already like I'm I'm having a party without you. But what that actually meant was I am having a one man Super Bowl party. I'm gonna drink a bunch of suds, work some chicken fingers into the night, and see what happens. And that's exactly what I did. It was awesome. Um hilarious shit. The game was as as I said, as ridiculous as I expected. Uh, after the game, I wasn't done. I was pretty drunk. Uh, watched a movie on demand. It was great. I'm running on like three hours of sleep. <laughs> this is this is like a Sunday skate, by the way. This is like a Sunday skate level of me, in that that show is always done when I worked all day the night before and got like two to three hours of sleep. <laughs> That's kind of how I'm functioning right now. Nice. So and you want to do an on-demand movie review? <laughs> we uh, we we have an on-demand movie review. All right, we'll get to it later, but we'll uh, we'll we'll say what it is. Okay, yeah, it was uh, sleeping with other people. Yeah, which you recommended like oh, three months super ago. duper <laughs> long ago, and I said I would watch it, so I did that shit. Good um, on you for finally getting to it. Yeah. Um. Let's do. Let's jump into some reviews. Okay. Uh, we got three this week. Uh. Good stuff by two ramrods, five stars. It's a good pod. Also was wondering, as big FNL guys, if you have watched Last Chance U yet. Would like to get see your thoughts on it. No. I think I've maybe heard of it before at some point in my life. But uh, no. Jeff Israel keeps recommending uh, it. Oh, that's us. it. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I started to watch it and I got like 20 minutes into it and fell asleep. Ooh. And then I just haven't gotten Fuck back you, to Jeff. It. Well, no, not. It was at like, <laughs> I will say, it was at like 1230 at night. So I was already on the way out and I was like, mm, I'll put this on and see what it's about until I fall asleep. And uh, I didn't get enough into it to kind of get hooked. But I'm, I'm, I'm still intrigued. Okay. I'm going to check it out at some point. Uh, A lot of people have made the Friday Night Lights comparisons. Oh, interesting. Uh, Jeff is the recommendation whisperer. He's. His recommendations, at least for me, have always been right. He told me to check out Moo. He told me to check out Haim. Joshy. Joshy. He's just, he's right on the money with everything. So I love when he recommends something and we're like, I don't think so, Jeff. I'll get to it when I get to (laughs) it. Right, Mr. Know-it-all. But he's always fucking right. Um, So one to Kristen says, top podcast material. Nice. I was honestly skeptical when my Boston native boyfriend suggested I listen to a. Po- oh, this is a cool one. This is a review yeah. within. This is callback humor is, to yeah, a it's review. A callback review. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> review devotees will will <laughs> will know where this one's going. I was honestly skeptical when my Boston native boyfriend suggested I listen to a podcast conducted by two guys in sports. Honestly, Ugh. same. <laughs> right. Same. Sports. Right. There's uh so but after listening to the very first episode, I was hooked. Pete and DJ are absolutely hilarious, and I look forward to every new episode. PS, I'm that girl who thought DJ's voice was actually Pete, and vice versa. Part of me is still in disbelief. As we said in one of the times where we paid tribute to ourselves. We we had the idea to do a podcast for a long time, and it wasn't until we decided to not make it about sports that we actually wanted to do it. So right. I appreciate that that review because I think she thought it was going to be something that we didn't want it to be. So it's hilarious that that review came after we just talked about after football for fifteen minutes. We just minutes. honestly got in there. We talked that was about the football. We've riffed about about sports on this podcast. I'm we got sure. we got quick into calling sports fans racist. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, is FNL to Brunch a, a new review? Yes. Okay. FNL to Brunch by Sage Salmons, 12. Uh, so I found about found out about the Brunch podcast last week when a tweet came about, about the FNL reunion and needing to listen to the podcast. I fired through the, fi- the five FNL episodes, and I'm hooked on listening each week. Got some pretty direct takes on the FNL stuff, but overall, I'm pretty impressed with the show, and I'm looking forward to season two. Five stars. Nice, cool. That's reviews. pretty. That's pretty impressive because they found about found out about FNL last week, and they've already gotten to the point where they know this is season two. Yes, I know. It's man, speed uh, or binging podcasts. I'll never quite understand it, but God bless the people <laughs> who do it. Um, I've actually speaking of binging, I finished The Wire, and we're going to get to that in a second. But this is this episode is brought to us by 
Oh, some merch update. Yeah. This update this podcast is brought to you by Nero, which is uh I don't know if anybody's heard of Nero, but it's it's pretty awesome. I uh I'll, I'll read the ad. <laughs> Neuro drinks are functional beverages backed by science and designed with the everyday person in mind. No gimmicks, no exaggerations, just results. Each Neuro is vegan, gluten-free, kosher, and offers you the best ingredients to help your body get what it needs, all at only 35 calories per bottle. Uh, if you want to check it out, it's drinkneuro.com. Nice. And they uh, there's basically a thing for every flavor. So there's... Right, so each each one is like has a, a function. Right, it's like, did like, you say that in the read? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was I was distracted. I was thinking about how I was thinking about Laura Nero, who's a old singer songwriter. She's great. We uh, so we got some of these drinks actually. Yes, and uh, I went through my samples in probably like three days. They're they're really good. Yeah, I've had uh, I've drink. had a couple, and like they they are very good. And there's it's like. Want to sleep good? Have this one. Want to like relieve stress? Want to right? Want to want to feel better about life, man? Just have this one. Want to fuck good? Have this <laughs> there, one. There's literally oh shit. Let me go. I'm gonna go grab the one with about you're, sex. You're, you're, yeah, the, the sex one is in. So they're all different colors. It's Did like you get a sex one. Want to wake up? Um, I don't. I don't know. I did. I'll tell you. I didn't take it. Um, so, <laughs> Same. Um, there's. Uh, there's like a, an orange one for like want to wake up and greet the day, and it's like there, there's a, basically appropriate colors for kind of every theme, and for the the sex one is in like, like a, silver, right? It's in like a fucking like cage. It's it's so, you need a key to unlock it, right? Yeah, this is like the least subtle sex drink that you'll ever find on the market. It's like in a silver wrapping. It has fireworks on the front. It has, mm. in big words, gasm That's, right yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, so it says here, it says, uh, increases drive and stamina, sustains energy, improves performance. And, uh, and then in parentheses, it says, you know, for fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's a big old sex drink. Right so there. if you want to, you, when you wash down your, uh, your devour mac and cheese. Right. You know, I, was just wanna, gonna, I was actually going to say that that's basically like the drink equivalent of, of devour. I've decided that we should advertise with devour because we've put all our cards on the table regarding people are associating us with devour. Now, I know so. we've, we get tagged in a lot of every time devour comes up, we get tagged in those, uh, tweets and, I saw. I'm paying attention to the commercial now. I'm kind of breaking it down a bit more. You know when you, when you know you like a song and you've heard it five or six times. Yeah. Then it gets to like seventh or eighth listens. You start to hear new things in it, and you you start to appreciate it on a new level. That's kind of where I'm at with that Devour commercial. I'm <laughs> so now we're looking be big Devour fans, right. <laughs> In like a week. Yeah. I'm looking at the name tags of the people when they talk. The boss is named Gus, and I want to say. The uh, perv ball is named Nelson. So just a couple of guys named Gus and Nelson spanking the old mac and cheese around the warehouse. Um, so, yeah, that's the latest with Devour. We'll, it's we'll a, circle back. It's a developing story. <laughs> the, the more we continue to watch that. Um, by the way, uh, so Jimmy Garoppolo had a 4.9740. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, I think, was... Four nine four. So Jacoby Brissett is faster than Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, but they're guys who are basically running the forty in five seconds flat. Nice. Which I, I used to be a huge NFL draft guy. Um, I think that if you can run it, if you, if a quarterback runs it in five seconds flat, you don't make fun of them, but. They're, they're not, not gonna, fast. Yeah, they're not going to blaze by anybody. Right. Uh, do we have a, like? We I think have, Matt Leinart was like ran like a four eight forty or something, and that guy was a <laughs> that worked out dick. Um, <laughs> uh, we have a little bit of the week. Uh, we we do. Uh, should we do a merch update first? Oh right, I, I don't have the order in front of me, so I keep uh, okay. screwing this uh, up. <laughs> the merch update is uh, you boys got a bunch of merch, and we're it's not has nothing to do with brunch, but. People just keep sending us Adidas shit. Adidas hockey <laughs> uh, sent us a bunch of World Cup shit, and we're rocking it proudly. I didn't have time to do my hair this morning, so I'm uh, wearing... Pretty pretty bad omen, by the way, that 
uh, you got a you got some America stuff, some USA stuff, and I got sent North America. I know and they both got knocked out <laughs> like I know. two days later. I think that we're we've talked so much football this far because we don't want to think about the World Cup of Hockey and how sad we are. Like fuck Team USA, I don't care about that shit. Team North America not being able to play is uh, that's is upsetting. Horrible. Let yeah. let the boys play. Let yes. the children play. Yeah. I likened it to, you know, after American Idol, they do a tour, and all the people who you liked but got eliminated, they're on it, and yeah. they go around the, the country. Cancel the NHL season. Just have Team <laughs> North America go from city to city. Just kicking everyone's around ass. And, right. Like, make it like that South Park episode where, they, where so the Red Wings play the kids. basically turn them into the Harlem Globetrotters. Yes, exactly. Let's get them some Washington Generals to play <laughs> against and have... Some wacky shit happen. I want to see Johnny Gaudreau keeping the puck in the zone. I want to see it all. Um, Not a bad idea. Yeah. The best part was Nathan McKinnon didn't know when he scored. Oh, yeah, none of <laughs> them knew. Yeah. It was Which, unbelievable. That's such a fucking sports thing. When when guys are like, oh, I don't look at the standings. I don't watch other teams' games. I just focus on my own thing. It's like, yeah, but you don't fucking know what's at stake when you play. I <laughs> It's that was kind of that was kind of unbelievable, Uh, and I guess the coaches didn't tell them on purpose because they didn't want them to. (laughs) They could find out though. Like, why (laughs) you dumb fucking kids? Look that shit up. They they don't know about the internet yet, so (laughs) you know. uh, No, the coaches told them that didn't tell them because they didn't want them to play like super desperate late in the third against uh, against. Who was the third game? Uh, Oh, Sweden. Yeah, they didn't want them to play desperate against Sweden. Just in case they would play stupid and let up a goal the other way. Oh, though that was going to happen. They're they're going to give up chances. It's going to be th- those boys are going to be trading chances. But God, it's going to be fucking beautiful. I mean, it's not like that team hasn't been aggressive the entire tournament, so. right? Yeah, they're just going to go fucking balls to the wall. They're going to do the one thing they can do. Um, I will say we need to maybe touch on grit for a second because everyone, this this is what happens. In any argument, you dig in, and you dig in too much. And Team USA was an example of digging in on grit versus skill, which is dumb. It should be a mix of both, and you should not leave, obviously, skilled guys off the roster. But this has given grit a bad name. Grit can be a good thing. Like Grit is something that you should actually want. It's something that you want, want but yeah. it's not something that you should prioritize. Yes, exactly. And I think it's funny that... Because of what Team USA did, everyone is like, "Grit is a bad thing." (laughs) You want, you want, but grit doesn't doesn't grit doesn't want to be your selling point. No, and that was the selling point of this team. Uh, Well, that's because grit is incorrectly made a selling point of good teams. In hindsight, Um, Scott McLaughlin, who we did a podcast with one time back in the day, uh, said we. I, I wrote a thing basically saying. When the Bruins won in 2011, everyone was like, see, grit. And it was like, no, it's, yes, grit. They had grit, but they also, were fucking insane. Right, they had the also great defense, <laughs> best goalie best in the goalie world. In the the world. Um, and Scott was saying it's the same thing with the Kings, where when the Kings win, everyone's like, see, they're tough. It's like, no, they always have the fucking puck. That's the thing. That's the reason why they're winning. So because people incorrectly credit things to grit they get so fucking carried away with it and as you said they then prioritize it in team building which is the dumbest fucking thing in the world so grit's like a bottom six thing it's it's, it's i mean you have guy you can have power forward but in if the you top i was six, gonna say if you have you it mix in the t- them in with skill right. <laughs> if if you have it in the top six in the right way like uh if milan lucic is scoring 30 goals for you that's fucking awesome. You want that guy on your first line if he's scoring 30 goals. If he's scoring 12 to 15 goals, then you don't. Yeah. But if you've got a guy who scores a shitload and does that other shit, then beautiful. Yeah. But I, I and it's like it's mind-blowing to me that that they assembled that roster with so much grit and whatever and just and misutilized it as right. well. Like they put Brendan Dubinsky on the roster and then didn't play him against Sidney Crosby, who is like that's his calling card. Right, is that yeah. He just gives Sidney Crosby one hell of a time every time he plays him, and they didn't play him against Canada. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um fuck. Uh here we are talking about sports. <laughs> I that's fucking cool that you got a jersey. I got um I got a hat 
and some t-shirts and one of the t-shirts is fucking rad but it's too big and i have to give it a fucking jeff Nice. And I'm pretty pissed it's, about it's it. The, it's the good t-shirt, too. It's like it's a really sweet-ass t-shirt. And when I opened up the package, I saw the hat, and I saw a bunch of shit with the World Cup of Hockey logo on it, and I did that like, mm, yeah. And <laughs> the first shirt I saw had, um, like, the tag was out, and it said medium. And I was like, it's my, oh, my, this never fucking happens. This is actually my fucking size because free shit is always automatically XL. the wrong size. Yeah. yeah, and so I was I was so happy, and then I held up the best shirt, and it was XL. So, oh. um, congrats so, yeah. on that that cool tee. But <laughs> uh, I, in in hindsight, I wish I got you. So you got as you said, uh, Team North America stuff. You got a jersey yep. which is lit because you got the white one, yes. and the white one is the better of the two. Um. I disagree. I disagree with that in the uniform sense. I like the black uniform, but I, I still think can't that the, really get on board with it. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, I think the black uniform is great, um, but I'm glad that they sent me the white jersey. Yeah, because I think it's the better one to have as like a jersey. I think that uh, you said you sent me a text. You were like, "Man, Adidas hockey." It's being cool as shit. Yeah. We should just see how much we could push this. So yeah. I tweeted at them and I said, I want a Team Europe <laughs> yeah, Leon Dreisaitl jersey. Like, I need it to be like number 20. Uh, what number is he for them? Is he 29? I don't know. It's like Europe 29. Need need him on the, the arms as well. Uh, <laughs> I don't. So I'm sure they sent you a small, right? Yeah. And how does a jersey. I, I haven't worn a hockey jersey around in a million years. I used to. What a fucking loser. But um, so small fits you. Yeah. So I should ask them for a medium. And I, I seriously want a Leon Dreisaitl old Team Europe jersey because even before the tournament, I liked the Europe jerseys. I and I was the jerseys. only motherfucker on the planet. I felt like the them. only person who liked the, the North America jerseys. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I feel like you genuinely liked them. And I feel like a lot of people were saying they liked them because they wanted to like Team North America. You... You said what you liked about it. Everyone yeah. else was like, "No, they're they're handsome." I was basically basically my thoughts on them were like, "What do you want their jersey to be?" People were like, oh, "This is so weird and different." It's like, "What do you want it to be?" You want a fucking old school jersey for a gimmicky team and a <laughs> right. gimmicky tournament? Yeah, it is gimmicky as fuck. That maybe that's why I like the team Europe ones for that reason. Like they're very gimmicky as well. Um, yeah, but those just look gross. I know. That's why I love it, though, because they are – Team North America is, in a lot of ways, the best they have to offer, you know? Like, right. it is a lot of skill, a lot of great players. It's it's a who's who, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, Team Europe was supposed to be the who's not of right. Europe. <laughs> and it's basically Zdeno Chara playing kind of well, Dennis Seidenberg playing kind of awesome, Um like Kopitar was was supposed to be it was there, like Kopitar like, and everybody else right um, Roman Yossi's on that team right yeah. um, they they were like they've got some good guys but mostly it's stiffs and Leon Drysaddle's out there just throwing bullets all fucking game love it I I'm rooting hard for Team Europe uh, and that was talking hockey <laughs> yeah so totally. if you wanna if you wanna throw us some free stuff. We'll, we'll mention it on the podcast. Right, yeah. I'm, we're not done with you, uh, Adidas Hockey. I want that... I don't know if they... Do they sell full-blown... Um, or do they make up the jerseys? I'm sure you can get, like, a, a Patrice Bergeron Canada jersey, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Adidas Hockey. Leon Dreisaitl jersey. <laughs> I really want it. Because I don't want a fucking Oilers jersey. And also, I'm Oilers jerseys are dope. And also, I'm a hockey reporter. That would be the <laughs> least bad professional <laughs> thing in the world. They're like, "So, what do you do in your downtime?" Like, oh, I, I buy jerseys. I buy Leon Drysaddle jerseys. He's very good. I like him. He's <laughs> 20 years old. Very, very good. Uh, so f- that was some organic uh, sports talk for kind of a while. I like it. Uh, let's snap out of that with a little bitch of the week. We which, should, I, which is an athlete, so <laughs> really nailing it. This is the sports episode. I I like it. 
Uh, little bitch of the week. There was a lot of crazy candidates, right? There were so many, and people kept tweeting at us all week, being like, "Is this little bitch of the week? Is this right. little bitch of the week?" We decided on little bitch of the week on like Monday. I know, sure. and this was maybe the first week that no one suggested us for a little bitch of the week because there were so many little bitches of the week that we, the bad boys, were an afterthought. How about yeah. that? Uh, little bitch of the week this week. <laughs> Rio gold medalist Ryan Krauser. Ooh. He's a shot putter. Nice. Olympic shot putter. Uh, he bragged about being able to... Uh, <laughs> he bragged about being able to, quote-unquote, put down a 12-pack. <laughs> oh, fuck this guy. What a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this guy, this guy's six foot seven, two hundred and ninety five pounds, and he was asked about how many beers he could drink uh, without being hung over the next day, and he was like, oh, "Not to brag, but I could take down a whole twelve pack." Dude, I'm I, falling I, apart I, over here. Dude, I'm like 130 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> and, I, and I drink like 15 beers for a pregame. <laughs> right. The best part about this, as I'm really like, this is perfect for a lot of reasons. But the best part is someone asked him that question and all he did was answer it. <laughs> We're like, tool. <laughs> Right. He didn't address the media and be like, guess what, guys? Guess what I did last right. night? I've called this press conference. Some of you guys may have heard. I've been drinking a lot of suds recently. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> good, good, good. Thank you. No no more questions. Uh, uh, yes, but it's just like so ridiculous that that he said this quote and then like a bunch of news outlets went with it and they were like this guy can drink 12 beers holy shit the story that's going viral <laughs> man drinks beers um yeah and, not, and also tw- it's like, important to point out that he's 23 years old <laughs> no oh. shit you can drink 12 beers without getting hung over right. you can drink a million beers without getting hung over it's called college right i mean depending on the day or the night th- my sophomore year of college i could Prob- depending on when we started in the day, like if we if we were pre-gaming for a hockey game, then went to a hockey, because I went to fucking UNH, so that's what you would do. You'd go to the hockey game and you would sneak in shit. But you could, if you wanted to, as like a sophomore in college, you could push like a 30 if you wanted to on a, on a yeah. night. And that's not me bragging or I'm a bad anything. drinker and I yeah. could probably drink close to a 30 on any yeah. given night. I mean, I would black out and be a fucking mess, but you can do it and not be hung over the next day. Really, the night we went to church. So this is now turning into us like low key <laughs> bragging about how much we can drink. But the night that we went to churches, I went to uh, the Red Sox game before that, and then we went to the bar after. Then went to the concert, and then we went to the bar after forever. I had one fucking million drinks that day, and it ruled. Uh, but <laughs> Jesus. Dudes talking about how much they can drink. Again, after we just spent a little bit talking about how much we can drink. But so fucking not impressive. <laughs> that is the dumbest fucking thing to brag about. Because it's it's something that... How do you drink 12 beers? Just by taking 12 beers and drinking them. Like, you're not gonna... No one's gonna die before they have that 12th beer or anything. You just chose to drink 12 beers. Right. Nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 killing it out there. Do we want to uh, do we want to give honorable mentions? Yes. Um, so Bart Hubbock, obviously, because yeah. he had a whale of a week. Um, I've got to say, Bart. So he went away. He quit Twitter because he. So this is this is now a rough call because we let off the podcast by calling uh, Patriots fans racist. But he. <laughs> uh, no, he, I, we said football fans. Yes. Right. Um, uh, but, and as, as I looked it up, by the way, I, I looked up Jacoby Brissett's speed to see what people, uh, j- just to see what his 40 time was. And there were already, there were stories that said like, uh, Jacoby Brissett shows off like his elite speed with oh, blah, blah. It was like, no man, like that was just like a really good 
play call. Also, I want to quickly touch on the Brissette thing. No one talked about this. He uh, he acted like he was going out of bounds at the end of the run, so the uh, defender let up, and, and then, then he, he juked, juked back shit in bounds. <laughs> yeah. That is the greatest dick move <laughs> for a fucking rookie to pull ever. Basically, I love it. a guy chose to not kill him, and Brissette paid him back by Making maybe like ending his career. <laughs> right. Uh, so, love Jacoby Brissett for that. Um, but anyway, uh, he said, he, he sent the fucking tweet about how the Patriots had never had a black starting quarterback before and how it wasn't shocking at all. Right. That was the only problem about that tweet was that, like, it wasn't a, like a factual, well, it was factual, but it, he he preceded it by saying, not surprising, the Patriots have never had a black quarterback. That's the only right. problem. Like, he's just a fucking Patriots dickhead. And even if the Patriots were racist, like, I'm, I'm of the, if somebody says that someone's being racist, I'll hear him out because how the fuck do I know, you know? Right. Like, for, for all I know, the Patriots could be racist. For all I know, they could have some sort of, uh, thing against black quarterbacks. Like, how the fuck do I know? Maybe that's their deepest, darkest secret. But even if they were racist, they chose... To, they were okay with having a guy who ended up being a murderer and was doing some seedy shit, possibly murdering people, on their team. So even if they didn't like black quarterbacks, they would totally have one on their team if they thought that it would give them a chance to win. Because right. they would... Like I said... Aaron Hernandez. They overlooked shit. That a Aaron lot of Hernandez. shit. <laughs> right. Um, so that was just a really dumb take, but aren't all of Bart Hubbock's. So everyone just ripped the guy a million new ones, and he quit Twitter. And, and he came back. And as someone who's... You've gone away from Twitter and come back. And there, when you went away, there was a lot of buzz. There was, what happened to Pete? We miss Pete. Things like that. There was nobody asked what happened to Bart Hubbock when he quit Twitter. No. It was just a fucking party. Just like, oh, fucking finally! Right? <laughs> it was just elation and people rejoicing. Uh, someone tweeted to us, uh, walking into the Bart Hubbock is dead party, like, and it had the the Gronkowski <laughs> the dancing, which that's uh, awesome. I, I feel like a lot of people use that GIF, and it's still not used enough. Right? That's a pretty great one. Oh yeah. Um, you you had said that we had to change the name of the Super Bowl party to the Bart Hubbock is Dead party. Just we're lot gonna get of, a cake. Lot get a cake. Right, and then he came back from Twitter. A lot of death humor party. that was just <laughs> totally okay with a lot of people. Um, <laughs> Told him nobody would show up to his funeral. That's oh, that's right. So he came back and he did so with a gif of him, of someone getting out of the casket at a funeral. And for all the buzz that was around that. I can look up now how many uh, how many retweets it had, but I looked yesterday. It was like thirty. It at max when yeah. I saw it, it was like eighteen. <laughs> and even if everybody hates you, you're a fucking your disappearance from Twitter was a fucking big story. The right. fact that you come back and, and no one touches nobody's it, nobody's like, eh, who cares? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just no, <clears throat> no one, no one really came back to him. You right. know, yeah. so that's unbelievable to me because. Like I said, you disappeared from Twitter. And the best thing is that he posted that, and he was like, yes, everybody's going to be talking about nope. this. Everybody's going to share this. going to get a million retweets. Right. I'm going to look like a badass. And he, just got, he was like, I'm back. And the party just went on without him. Right. Oh, it was the best. It was the best. So that's a candidate. I finished The Wire, and a candidate for a little bitch of the week for me uh, is my man Duquan. Dookie. <laughs> That's really, a pretty good one. Really fucking disappointed in that kid. Yeah. Um he basically turned into the next bubs. I know that the I noticed that. The uh when they show him at the end, they're are they in are they supposed to be in that same room? I'm not sure. But they're they're positioned where one guy's sitting there and one guy's sitting there and very fucking disappointed. And I know that it's That shit happens, man. Some people frown on calling People who become addicted to drugs and get very sick. Some people frown on calling those people bitches, but I'm very, very angry with with Dookie because fuck, man. If you've seen The Wire, you know he was he was the good kid. He was on the right path. He's he's he kept Presbo sane. I think that Presbo would have killed all those kids if it weren't for Dookie being in the class. 
Dookie taught him a lot about himself. Taught him a lot about computers. Maybe that was and, maybe that was just like his purpose, and then he just completed his purpose, and then just went to shit and became a drug drug addict. Uh, are we mad at Mr. Presbelewski for? By the way, that I didn't know that guy's name until he became a teacher. I didn't know a lot of characters' names in the wire. Um, There's are a lot we, of them. Are we mad at Mr. Presbelewski for giving up on Dookie when he sees the path that he's taken? Um, I mean. There's there's only so much you can handle as as that as a teacher. There's there's a lot of dudes that he had to fucking deal with. I know. And when <clears throat> he tried his he tried his damn best for a long time. Yeah. So very disappointed in you, Dookie. Uh, <laughs> I I looked him up. The kid who plays him is he's still a kid. He's like twenty three years old or something. I kind of wanted to. We, like, we just tweet. I'd be like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, man. I wanted to have him on the podcast to be like, "Hey, what's your fucking problem?" So, uh, this has been a very, this has been a very happy, fun podcast. But I need to bring it down there because uh, Dookie kind of ruined my entire wire watching experience. Uh, also, I had it spoiled for me that Omar died because I was watching a. That's what happens when you watch a show fifteen years later. I know. I was watching a live performance of some band on youtube and one of the related videos on the right is snoop finds out that omar dies and i was like <laughs> what the fuck i avoided all the right things but that That's was a brutal. fucking bummer um snoop by the way awesome yeah big fan um love her snoop was yeah we we should probably just dedicate an entire episode to the wire but snoop and chris were that that was a, a great storyline um but overall, I would say The Wire doesn't touch The Sopranos or Breaking Bad. So Interesting. So just you can chew on that. Um, what's going on with underwear? Oh, underwear. Uh, GQ wrote an article this week about uh, that people, adult men should not be wearing boxers, boxer cool shorts. Cool man. Uh, you would be fucking astounded by how many people went to bat for boxer shorts after GQ published that. That's unbelievable. I, I tweeted out, I was like, adult men actually wear boxer shorts, and people came back at me being like, yeah, dude, what the fuck? I wear for comfort. It's like, boxer shorts are probably like the most uncomfortable underwear option that you can have. There's If you wear, do you wear pants? Right. <laughs> boxer shorts are the worst for everything. I don't, they're not flattering looking. They're not particularly comfortable. Um Boxer briefs are... That's the way to go. That is the best thing in the world. I, I would say uh, boxer shorts are acceptable for sleeping. Maybe, yeah. You got, you got a little room to breathe, but, like, why the fuck would you wear boxer shorts under, under like, jeans? That's awful. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of moving and, and shifting going right. on in that situation. And there's a lot of bunching. Uh, right. When... Like, yeah, get, like... Fucking too much in one pant leg. Right, Not yeah. enough in the other pant leg. Horrible. And, um... Boxers make your dick look bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, boxer briefs, I think... B- boxer briefs are... They make everything look the way everything's supposed to look, you know? They accentuate. Right, exactly. And boxer... Boxers look like, uh, you know, in... You know when she's out of my league... Yep. When they take off each other's clothes for the first time, and she like she takes off her shirt, she's got a banging body, <laughs> and he takes off his pants, and he's like, "Shit!" <laughs> and I can't even remember what kind of underwear he had, but I can guarantee he had Ball boxers. boxers right. Just that's that's a fucking not flattering look, right? It, it's people who wear boxers as adults. I'm assuming have like holes in their boxers, right? I was gonna say I actually own some boxers, but I can. I can't tell you how old they are and when the last time I wore them. Like, I, they, they're just there. I own like one pair of boxers and it's fucking like Christmas boxers that my mom got me as like a joke. Nice. I, I've got some Christmas socks from like, a million years ago. Like if you're a, if you're an adult wearing boxers, ugh. especially if you're wearing like the, the joking boxers where it's like, oh God, no. Like, uh, open up. Uh, right. Sex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here comes Dick. Yeah. Uh yeah, don't I, I knew we were gonna agree on this too much because I can't see how anybody who goes to bat for boxers. So I didn't read that article, didn't see any of the response to it. Uh so many people came at me and right, like, I didn't see the pro boxer response, I'll say. So many of them. I uh your friend Jim had a good take that 
there is nothing there's no better time in a man's life than when he switches from boxers to boxer briefs and is like oh my god i I, I was what was i doing right i was talking about boxer briefs for probably like two weeks to my friends when i made that (laughs) switch i uh that's when you lost all your friends i know they're like so you you can be a boxer briefs guy but that can't be your only thing but for a little while it was i guess i just have to assume that all these pro boxer people just haven't made the switch yet right it's you look good you feel good it's it's everything guys i've I've seen people like complain that like oh boxer briefs are too tight boxers for comfort your dick is not that big right no no it's and again i you're going to like the way is. you look. Just give him a spin. Give him a spin. And if you do have a, a big old dong. Right. That shit's got to be falling out of the side of your boxes all the time. Right. Wrap it up. Nobody <laughs> exactly. fucking wants to see that shit. No one, yeah. No one wants you dangling and out your boxers. <laughs> Boxer Briefs keeps that shit in its correct place. Yeah. Um, we, so we have a very late on-demand movie review, Sleeping With Other People. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I th- th- thought it was good. It was uh, super predictable. It was a story that I think that we've seen before. Crazy unrealistic. Right. Um, it's basically about two people who uh, are attracted to each other, decide to have a platonic relationship. and Because they're sex addicts. And they're, yeah, oh, yes, that's a big part of it. <laughs> uh, that just, no, wouldn't happen. <laughs> and... Basically, all the platonic relationship stories in movies, and in, like you try to have them, and then they come to blows in some way, shape, or form. Right, and they never, it never really came to blows in the movie. They just no, they were just super nice to each other the entire time. Right, and they, yeah, there was like a, not a lot of sex, sexual frustration at all on either of their parts, even though they're sec, sex addicts who are both like trying to not have sex. Yeah, um, it was a Which good is, movie. There were some funny lines. Uh, speaking of the the sex addicts not having sex, the girl who played Allison Brie, so it stars Allison Brie and Jason Sudeikis, and the girl who plays Allison Brie's friend in the movie, do you know who I'm talking about? I, I don't remember. I it's, saw the movie like three months ago. It's the girl from American Pie who plays the exact same role, which is she's typecast as the girl friend who is always telling her girlfriends they need to get laid. She's every scene she's in, she's like, you should just be out there and banging this guy and banging that guy. And that's the exact do you know what I'm talking? She's in American Pie. She's uh Tara Reed's friend. And okay. It's it's been a long time. Okay. Um well that was a pretty good take. I feel like people are going to hear this if they've if anybody has seen both of those movies and be like, that girl is typecast. Good one, Deej. So shouts to me on that. But um, more so than anything else, this movie made me want to talk about just Alison Brie and Jason Sudeikis. Oh, th- this movie just made me fall even deeper in love with, with Alison Brie. And they do the... They, they did the Katherine Heigl thing with Alison Brie. They... Decided that for some reason they can make it realistic that guys wouldn't be falling over themselves for this girl. It's it's insane. In ju- so she plays. So this is in a few movies now. It's in this movie. It's in uh, How to Be Single. In fuck in Joshi, she plays a person who fucking murders herself. Mm-hmm. They why don't they ever make her the it girl? She's kind of the it girl in this one, but right. she's. She's struggling to find love, and she's struggling to find guys, and it's like bull fucking shit. Not to be shallow, but she would have to have the worst fucking person. She would have to she be would, she like needs, a dangerous she'd be, she'd be person fighting off dudes. Right? With, she would have to be a dangerous bat. person to not have every guy that right. crosses paths with her interested. So why doesn't she get cast more? Because she is the shit. I don't know. Maybe there there might be some sort of JC Shazay thing there where. I've decided J.C. Shazay has to be an asshole because... <laughs> well, don't, don't, don't put that in my mind because I don't want to think that Alison Brie is an asshole or there's anything wrong with her because I haven't found it yet. When we were doing the, uh, the IRL hot guys talk at the bar that one time and we tried to talk about girls, Alison Brie was probably the first one that came right. up and then I was like, oh, fuck, right. who else? Well, might as well just stop this conversation. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, we will be talking about hot girls in a few minutes, though. Are we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
but I also want to talk about <laughs> Jason Sudeikis because I feel we haven't had an honest discussion about his body. He looks like he has never been to the gym a day in his life, but has also never had more than two beers. So that's not true. Do you remember what Jason Sudeikis used to look like? No, he used to be kind of puffy. Really, was he yeah. puffy? Because his SNL he, days, he was pretty pretty puffy. Interesting. He so, lost a lot. Remember, he lost like 50 that's pounds right, for Olivia from Wilde. all the sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. But he... It's weird. Next time you're watching a movie with him, fixate on his body, because that's what I did last night. And <laughs> of course you did. He's, it's weird. They, they, they put him in a lot of skinny jeans, and I've no, I noticed that in the Horrible Bosses movies, too. Like, he doesn't look like he should be a guy that's wearing skinny jeans. But that's what you do when you get skinny. Every guy who used to be like kind of fat... You over... And, you, yeah, you, yeah, you're like, nice, now I get to wear all these clothes, even even if you shouldn't be wearing those clothes. Right. Uh, but I do think that Jason Jacobs looks pretty solid in what he wears. Yeah, uh... He's so SNL people, they get kind of a two year run where you get to be in a couple movies here and there, and it's very good, and everyone's happy for them because mostly people like SNL people. Jason Sudeikis has gotten to be like a C to B list actor for like 11 years now. Yeah, it, well, it's to the point now where you it would be forgivable to forget the fact that he was ever on SNL because right. he's been a movie star for so long, right? Uh, I think that it's just because he's charismatic as fuck. Like, he's the most charismatic person on the planet. Yes. So he just keeps getting jobs because people fucking like him. There was a great line in that movie I wrote down. Um, oh, so he assaults, he punches somebody in the most predictable, he's going to walk up to this guy and punch him scene ever. Uh, total sucker punch, by the way. Kind of a dick move. Um, and... The the girl who's with the guy he sucker punches says to the cops, we were just having brunch and then this fucker in a Henley comes out of nowhere. <laughs> nice. And I love that shit. That. I love when you're angry about something and you just kind of work in a little detail about what they're wearing. And something that is completely acceptable to wear. Henleys are great. One time I was at a bar. It, I don't know, it was while I was in college. I don't think it was at college. Uh, some guy was being a douchebag to people at the bar and he said something to one of my friends and I was kind of like, this fucking douche. And he said to me, what are you looking at, Earth Tones? Because I was wearing wow. some Earth Tones and wow. I was and like, you're, I you're love pin- this your guy. Opinion. You reverse on that guy real quick. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I am, was like, I can't wait till I see someone wearing it's Earth Tones. Immediately switch sides. Like, right. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm with what, this guy now. <laughs> what are you looking at, Earth Tones? Such a fucking nice. banger of a line. Um, so... That's that. Uh, now let's talk about girls. You met uh, Emmanuel Shariqui? Shariqui? Shakri, I think it's. Sh- I think that's how you say it. Shakri? Sh- uh, I hope that's not how you say it, and I hope that's how you did say it. Well, I think it's. I, I don't know. It's it's a weird name, but. Uh, Emmanuel. Let's Google it. Emmanuel Shakri, I think. Shariqui. C H R I Q U I. Shariqui? That is not how you say it. I'm pretty sure it's Shakui. Sh- you're or, then why are you skipping the R? So let me see. Shri. Shri. Key. Um however you say it. So Shikri. let's see. I've Googled this. Um Shriki is a Shriki. Hi. God, I think that's wrong. That doesn't sound right. Shriki? Mm. She needs to marry me so she can take my last name. Just call yeah. Or just make Sloan part of her name. You can make Sloan's a last name. You can make, just be Emmanuel Sloan. I just call her Sloan. Uh, she's Sloan from Entourage. Everyone calls her Sloan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, met her in a, the weirdest, most bizarre situation uh, on Monday. I went to a bar. That with, is the weirdest, most bizarre situation. <laughs> I left the house. Yeah. Uh, went to a local bar in Waltham. It's a hotel bar, pretty much. Uh, went to watch Monday Night Football and the North America game. Nice. And sat down at the bar, had a couple drinks, and then my buddy Jim comes in. And so we're facing, like, uh, towards the TVs, obviously, sitting at the bar. And behind us, there's a a table. And my buddy Jim comes in, and he's, like, walking towards – with his face towards the table. And he sits down at the bar, and he goes, hey, do you guys know who's behind you? And we were like, no, who? And he was like, it's literally the entire cast of Super Troopers. And (laughs) and I was like – Wait, what? And we turned around, and it it was the entire cast. All of them 
were there uh sitting down having dinner drinking uh i guess they're filming around here and they must be staying in one of the hotels around that area um and they were all just sitting there and i tweeted about it and i was like the, i might be drinking 10 feet away from the entire cast of super troopers and one of my buddies texted me and was like sloan is in the new super troopers see if she's there and so i like had to look carefully and she was the only girl there <laughs> Only girl, and I was just like, "Holy fucking shit!" So I met I met all those dudes. They're really awesome. They were. Uh, it seemed like they might have had a few drinks, uh, but they they were all awesome, super nice. We hung out with them for a little bit, uh, and then I had to grab a picture with Sloan. That's sick. That yeah. is fucking awesome. I was fucking happy for you when I saw. <laughs> so I've never seen uh, Super Troopers. Okay. Um, we again, we're gonna do an episode where we just really fucking brag about the movies that we have not seen. Um, they're, but they, they've got kind of like an Adam Sandler gang thing going on, right? Like they're, I don't right. know if they they're like an improv group or something, but like they, they just do everything together, right? Right. Yeah, pretty much. They, uh, they also do beer fest. So that I've never seen that either. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool as fuck though, because if you're going to run into one of them, chances are you're, you're going to run into all the of whole them. gang. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, I can't imagine how many people have asked Sloan to take a picture oh, yeah. for, but that is a automatic no-brainer. Got to go for it yep. every fucking like time. one of the hottest women on earth. Like, and I met her at a fucking random ass bar that nobody goes to in Waltham. How am I not going to ask this 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 girl for a picture? That's and she great. was super nice about it, even though I knew that she probably didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the. And by the way, just as hot in person, maybe hotter. Oh, that's great. Nice man. <laughs> yeah, it's it was. Uh, I had to come down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I noticed that in the picture, and I could feel it in my face. But when we took the picture, I was a little flush. Really? Yeah. I was like, I was uh, maybe breaking out in some hives. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I I don't think I've ever seen um, a celebrity at a bar before. I was one time. I was on the road, and a colleague said like hurry up get get to the bar i was like all right give me a fucking minute and i i don't know i ironed my shirt or something i did something that cost me a few minutes i masturbated um (laughs) and i uh got to the bar late i took my fucking time and the reason why they were telling me to hurry up and get there was because Kiefer sutherland was there and he was just as Kiefer sutherland does drinking drinking (laughs) and i was a big 24 guy and I was pissed. Did you make it? You I didn't. didn't. Make I missed it? him oh, completely. An and it was in Toronto. So uh, that was the weirdest way anyone's ever said Toronto. But um, uh, I was pissed. Also at the bar that night was uh, was a brunch fan. Really? Yeah. Nice. So great night for me. Um, but after that, I, ha- I had the discussion or I had the p- proposed the question, who is hotter, Sloan from Entourage or Sloan from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Two, two women that Cuties. I've just idolize yeah um i think that we're going to have the same answer and i don't think people are going to be happy about it uh you got to go sloan from ferris bueller uh i'm gonna play it a little bit more down the middle okay i think that sloan from ferris bueller has a better face she is more probably naturally pretty uh and and she is she's like you would call her beautiful i think that she's sloan is hotter Sloan has like a better full package. She is sexier. You're gonna need to specify Sloan when you say Sloan, <laughs> right? Sloan from uh, Entourage is like a better full package, right? And is sexier. He's definitely sexier. Right. Yes. Um. So when I think of Sloan from Entourage, I think of screaming hot. You know, like you'd say <laughs> yeah. like that. She's screaming hot, she's, and then the fellows would will give you a high five. She's so hot. I think I I like your type of girls like Zoe Deschanel, mm-hmm. like the Kind of unassuming, yes, man. like cutesy hot, right? So that makes sense that you would pick. So Sloan that's why Ferris I go Bueller. Ferris Bueller, right? Because because you know that you couldn't handle Sloan from Entourage. <laughs> We're talking about either of these girls, man. Like, come on, hey, um, speak for yourself, right? <laughs> I totally, I got we a picture. You, you don't know what else I got. Um, I think that yeah, Sloan from Ferris Bueller is I had just myself like, a Nero, and we went at it. <laughs> At first I couldn't, but then I had the the fucking. It's called ga- It just says gasm on it. I love it. Um, sexy, passion, sexy, fruit. powered by gasm. Yeah, 
Thanks, Gasm. Um, Thanks yeah, for the Sloan Gasm, from, Gasm. Sloan from Ferris Bueller is just graceful as fuck. She's just, like, her name should be Grace. And she is, like, the epitome of a, a chill girl. That's she the girl you like, want to marry. Right, yeah. Yeah. If, she is. If you believe in that kind of thing. Oh, life. man, that girl is just the greatest. Yeah. I think she was, like, one of my first crushes growing up as a small child and loving Ferris Bueller. Uh, She's just the best. You know who's another classic uh, movie beauty? And this is gonna, I'm going to loop this back to Sleeping With Other People because uh, Alison Brie's character's name is Lainey. And the reason, I love that name, by the, the reason way. she goes by Lainey is because when she meets Jason Sudeikis' character in the beginning of the movie, she's like, my name's Elaine. Uh, or she's like, my name's Lainey. And he's like, oh, is that is that like a nickname for Elaine? I love Elaine. It's a great nickname. And he does the, the graduate thing, like, Elaine, Elaine. <laughs> and she's like, that's why I fucking go by Lainey. <laughs> um, Elaine from The Graduate, and I'm forgetting the actress's name. She's another one of those just like absolute fucking doll. Have you seen The Graduate? I don't think so. Uh, the Graduate is one of those movies that you see so you can tell people that you've seen The Graduate. And there was a part of my life where I would tell people if they asked what my favorite movie was, I was like, The Graduate. <laughs> Just so I could say that I've seen The Graduate. Um, 500 Days of Summer essentially does the exact same thing. They reference The Graduate a lot just to be like, we've seen, we've seen The Graduate. We get the whole Elaine thing. So, yeah, that's uh, it we, is a discussion, though, Sloan versus Sloan. Right. We don't do a lot of like who's hotter in terms of women. But when we do on do or it, off the it. podcast, <laughs> right? It's but when we do do it, it, it it's a good one. Like the the Anna Kendrick versus Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza got a lot of responses. So yes. interesting to see where this one goes. Yeah, uh, I think that I don't know. Geez, will our what's our demographic? <laughs> we don't have one, <laughs> right? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think to have we, a demographic. Qualify to for... have a demographic, you need a direction of the show, right? So we keep fuckers on their toes. I'm trying to think, will our demographic be Entourage watchers or Ferris Bueller's Day Off watchers? Um, like, will there be people who hear this conversation and say, who's Sloan from Entourage? I think that uh, I pretty much so. everyone everybody has seen knows, Ferris Bueller. I think everybody at this point knows who Sloan from Entourage is. Yeah. Even if you don't watch Entourage. Yeah. Total like, I wasn't a huge Entourage guy, but you know Sloan from Entourage. Yeah. Uh, the, the day that... That she she did like a nude photo or something. Oh my god! And the, By the, the way. world fucking and a bunch of fucking dudes in their late twenties and early thirties were texting each All other came like simultaneously. Crazy, <laughs> like, oh man, I I was at uh, I was at my sister's wedding and I just remember I was it was like the day after those pictures came out. Or it was the weekend after those pictures came out. And there were just so many dudes in their 30s talking about, like, so where were you when and those it, pictures came out? <laughs> and it's 2016. Like, everybody has nudes. Right. Everybody has seen everybody naked. Yes. And as soon as, that, as soon as that happened, everybody was like, holy shit. Got to text everybody I know. Right. Email chains forwarded to everybody. <laughs> that was like the original Bart Hubbock is dead party. That was... People lost their shit for that. So Someone got naked party. Uh, yeah, so... I, uh, I'm interested to see how people respond to that. Speaking of hot people, yes. you have a uh, you have a yeah uh, can't believe it take yeah gotta shout out my man Phil uh, when when everyone was talking about the Brad Pitt Angelina Jolie divorce, which I care zero percent about who who gives a fuck who cares who's married and divorced and everything fucking get over it. Um, my friend Phil texted me and he was like thing that people are missing here all these stories are saying pit comma 52 brad pitt is 52 years old and looks the way that he looks and men are supposed to age well and everything but brad pitt has been a fucking 41 year old fox for 11 years now that's crazy that is he's he looks like he's 41 right yeah, right. He's mid forties probably at right. this point, but like definitely not fifty. Right. So John Hamm is forty five. George Clooney. John Hamm looks way older than than Brad Pitt. Yes. Uh, and George Clooney is fifty five. So those are kind of the comps, and those guys are at the top of their game. But to think that George Clooney and Brad Pitt are Three so similar in age, right. holy fucking cow! Uh, I don't give Brad Pitt a lot of love. We didn't talk about Brad Pitt on the Hot Guys podcast, but fuck, man. 
Congrats to That's you for just, looking that way. I, I think th- I think that we didn't talk about him on the Hawkeyes podcast. Get out podcast there and just because, get that like, single tush. Just because Brad Pitt is just like... Goes without you, saying. Yeah, right. If you don't mention him, like, you're an idiot. Yeah, he's he's a very fucking sexy man. So... Um, Although I don't, I don't dig like the long hair look from him. Well, I thought you were just going to end it with I don't dig the long hair, and I was going to say I've been putting in some fucking work over here. I, <laughs> I have noticed be... you've getting you're getting like the curls underneath. I'm the getting hat. hockey hair, yeah. Mm. Um, which I, a lot of people are growing their hair out. Uh, Feidelberg's doing it, I think. I haven't seen him in a while, but last we checked, I, th- I thought about it. I tried, and then I just gave up because it's too much work. It's you need to have you need to be willing to have a bad month or two, right? But, and I also work from home, so I like I wake up every day, and I don't I don't shower, get ready in the morning, right. so I just look like a goddamn dump, right? It's yeah, it's easier. To, it's way fucking easier to have short hair, but I'm I think I've gotten through some of the rough stuff. I still have bad days here and there, but. I'm, of course I'm, you do. You're I'm DJ feeling, that's you have right. Days. You're not supposed to have good days, uh, but I'm feeling good about where the hair's at right now. So, uh, shouts to me. Shouts to Brad Pitt because I actually I think he does look good with the with the long hair. He is going to kill it in post divorce life or post marriage life. He was banging Angelina Jolie in marriage life, so I think that yeah, I think that he's he was definitely banging other people in marriage life too. For sure, is that that's got to be why he split it's, with Jen? I think, right? uh, yeah, it's like. Mar- uh, Cotillard? Marion Cotillard? Shrieky is how it's pronounced. <laughs> Marion Cotillard or whatever her name is. Uh, he was Apparently that was the, the reason for the divorce, is that uh, Angelina Jolie hired a private eye and caught them doing the, the banging. Uh, who is he banging? Marion Cotillard. Oh, oh, I, I thought you were okay. I'm sorry. I thought that Marion Cotillard was the private eye. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, Not on. a huge fan of her as a... Uh, as like being able to compete with with Brad Pitt's hotness. She's, oh God, she's great. No, I, she's the French girl. She's in um, fuck. Uh, she's obviously in the fucking Batman movie, but she's in uh, what's the one about the girl who wants to kill herself? Um, shit. Hold on. I like this episode because this has been kind of like a we're just chilling on the computer <laughs> where. This is like hanging out at the library. Um, I've never been a big fan of of her. Fuck, man! What was? It was nominated for an Oscar. Um, two days, one night, or no, I'm not gonna try to pronounce it like French. You know, I used to speak French, and I don't anymore. Well, you know, in the office when <laughs> they're going to Canada. And Michael says, Jim, you could have come too if only you hadn't forgot French. Because Jim you said that to get out of going. Yeah. I'm like, I actually did fucking forget French. That was like the only subject I was okay at in middle school. And then I just stopped you taking it. You sucked at gym, huh? I, <laughs> gym, I was competitive in gym. Congrats. Congrats on the sex. Nice. Brunch. <laughs>